0: Welcome, my fellow geeks and nerds, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio, a jam packed show once again. We're going to kick things off talking with Joe Ward, the director of the St. Charles CBB, all about Christmas traditions and all the fun things to do in St. Charles. We'll talk with singer Aaron Bodie about her upcoming event at Cyrano's, a little Walking Dead as well. And finally, we'll take your calls on Star Wars The Last Jedi. Stand by. We're
1: talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek and Star Wars will try to explain
2: ring and more. to be the greatest Pokemon master
1: you must catch care-
0: And if you are listening to us live on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM in the greater St. Louis listening area, thank you very much for tuning in each week. If you are listening to us online, streaming us from parts elsewhere in the country, thank you for doing so. And of course, if you're listening to this after the fact in the podcast version on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Podomatic, we appreciate your subscribing and listening each week as well. And if you have been listening to this show since its beginning... Over a year ago, uh, our premier sponsor has been the City of St. Charles and the St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, discoverstcharles.com is the website that we always tell you to visit to plan your trip. And right now, we are hip deep in Christmas traditions, and we've got the director of the St. Charles CBB, Joe Ward, on the line right now to tell us more. Joe, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday to be on air.
3: Oh, James is great. Uh, I would have to say there's a few other places I'd rather be, but not many than speaking with you. (laughs) Well,
0: I appreciate that. That's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Christmas traditions, this is the 43rd year uh, that's been going on. Um, it's always, always amazing to see the crowds. And I will say congratulations to the CBB on this weather that you've given us uh, so far, that we've had one kind of cooler weekend, but the weather has been great.
3: Well, the weather has been fantastic, and I, I'd love to say it's the CBB, but obviously we know it's not. We do have one council member. who's claiming it. And so, you know, if we can continue to get his support for Christmas traditions, I'll be glad to say that uh, he's responsible for the weather. So it's really been great. I mean, even today is, you know, more of, let's say, a little bit more wintry weather, but just a fantastic day uh, down here on Main Street in St. Charles.
0: And I think uh, since I've been involved with the festival, I think this last Las Posadas, was probably the most crowded I've ever seen it, and I'm sure the weather helped, but uh, do you have any idea? did you guys clock any of the numbers of the attendees
3: well it's very hard you certainly can't put a turnstile around you know all points heading into downtown St Charles but um, by the the looks of it and feedback from our merchants and you know restaurants and such that not just that night but um, even some of these other days have been the busiest that anyone can remember at least for Perhaps ever, but certainly for for a long time. There's just been some great revelry out there, and people just just having a good time, and uh, that's what we like. That's what we want to celebrate this time of year.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the revelry has been good. There's a master out there who's really good at uh, keeping the revelry going. I hear. So, the, congratulations to him as well.
3: Oh sure, yeah, you're you're absolutely welcome. But it's amazing how. First of all, I want to congratulate you on this. You know, over one year, we we never thought you'd make it. And then also, your show seems to be turning into a lot more about you, which which hey, you're you're certainly good at. So
0: well, thank you. I appreciate. I, I I'm pretty sure I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so what are you're you most... and,
3: and i'm also glad i'm getting on here before you talk to everybody about star wars because i don't want any spoiler alerts so oh you haven't seen, haven't yet. seen okay. it yet but i'm going
0: well you're a busy guy i'm sure uh, i'm sure you'll you'll see it eventually here as soon as things calm down
3: oh absolutely i'm looking forward to it my kids are already uh they they wanted to go they're a little bit younger so we didn't do any late night thursday thing but we're uh we're definitely going to be out there real soon sounds like a great movie
0: yeah, I mean, the reviews have been mostly positive from everything I've seen, so uh, I hope you guys enjoy it when you do get to see it. That'll be, that'll be exciting. You'll exciting. to let me know what you think later on. I will. I will. So what are you most surprised about? Because uh, this, I, I forget how many years you've been doing this. This is at least your fourth, I think?
3: Yeah, this is my fourth Christmas, and I would say, you know, for me, you know, having come in here, and I think I told you this last year, you sort of, you feel like you're a steward of the event, and you just kind of want to get out of its way, because, you know, this has built up over 43 years, and it's just been amazing. I mean, we probably added a few touches over the last four years, some, you know, perhaps better lighting on Main Street and, uh, um, you know, a few more choral groups, which I've been really proud of to see, like the snowmen that are out there this year, really yeah. great addition to the festival. Um, but for the most part, letting people like you do your thing and just watching the joy on the faces of all these kids, um, getting harassed by the Master of Revels or Jack Frost or um, you know, getting a little love from the Santas as well. So it's just uh, it's a terrific event and really proud to be part of it. And, um, you know, it's just kinda, kind of fun to realize that one day you wake up and you're like, wow, how did I get in charge of an event like this? And so, again, uh, just try to be a good steward of it and let it do its thing.
0: And I know we've talked about on air before that this is, the, uh, it's the, I think, the biggest and the longest running Christmas festival in the country. And I think last time we spoke, you said you actually have people from other cities, other C V B heads contacting you. like, hey, uh, what is it that you guys are doing that makes this so successful? So if you had to kind of sum up why it's so successful, I'm, I'm sure it's like the perfect storm of several different things. But if you had to kind of put a label on it, what, what would you say?
3: Well, there's, there's two things, really. First and foremost is really the environment in historic St. Charles. I mean, it is just gorgeous. You know, we didn't have to create a facade of places from the 1700s. That's actually what our downtown, when it was started, it, it's just a gorgeous place to be. And then really, in, a, in all honesty, the professionalism of the, the actors involved that bring these characters to life and really buy in on every last detail to make these children um, have a, a special experience. And I mean, you even see adults that tear up listening to some of these Christmas carols or and just remembering their youth. And, and to see generations out here, it's really just a, it's a spirit. It's hard to describe on the radio, but you definitely have to get out and, and see it. I mean, last week we reunited a family, from a gentleman who had served overseas for a couple years, and, and it's just those special Christmas moments that happen on Main Street are just absolutely terrific.
0: And I know I proposed to my wife uh, down there on Main Street in St. Charles, and I, I can't even tell you how many proposals that we see uh, during the Christmas festival because it's just the perfect ambiance. I mean, it's just the, the lights and the and the historic uh, atmosphere and the 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 singing and everything. It, it, it's a great place to do that. And I know we just had a proposal. Saturday. So I want to say congratulations to Andrew and Brittany on their engagement. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there to see it, but I've seen the pictures on Facebook. It was wonderful. So congratulations to both of them. Uh, what's what's been the most unusual proposal that you've you've seen or heard about since you've been running things?
3: Oh boy, I that may be the that may be the one last night because there's two of our characters actually you're mentioning the names and I maybe won't go into the characters but two of our characters because we want to protect their their character about them right that they are who right. they are on their card but uh, yeah just a wonderful unique one when two characters find that this is the place for for them to to get you know engaged I think the thing that Occurred to me yesterday was noticing that there was a wedding going on while Christmas traditions was going on, and I went over and talked to some of the folks and found out that they had actually been engaged at Christmas traditions and decided to get married at Christmas traditions. So, you know your part, you know the event is part of a, a soul of a city when those types of things start to happen. And again, I think you, I know you're proud to be a part of it. We're proud to have you part of it, and um, and all these folks when they when they are part of it, either in it or around it. Um, it does really make for, for lifelong memories and, and things to just again to celebrate. That's the, the word I keep going back to and it's just because it is.
0: Yeah, that's the perfect word actually. And if you wanna if you're listening right now and you're like, Well, I haven't been down there yet, well first of all you need to get down there. Today is a great day because the weather's nice and you guys have live reindeer out there in the two hundred block of North Maine, uh, which is always cool to see the live reindeer.
3: Yeah, they're, they're great. They're behind the first state capital, And, um, so the festivities go on today till, till five o'clock. So if you somehow found yourself with no plans today and, um, want to cut listening to James short, I mean, come out just as soon as, uh, he's done. Um, we certainly will have you. And then we have Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And then it's a believe it or not, a wrap on another year. So Christmas Eve, 11 to two is the, the last day, but, uh, next Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 9 on Saturday, and noon to 5 on Sunday. And, uh, boy, we'd just love to have ed- anybody out to continue the celebration.
0: And Christmas Eve, December 24th, That's early enough in the day, if you don't have, you know, you can still get to your family gatherings or office parties or whatever it is you need to do on Christmas Eve and come out to Christmas traditions, 11 a.m. till 2 p.m., like Joe said, and do the Santa send-off parade, that's always fun. Uh, and again, once the, if you want to check it out, discoverstcharles.com is the website. You can post your uh, pictures up there. They, I know you've got that whole homepage with people's Instagram photos, which is great. Uh, Joe Ward from the city of St. Charles, CBB, thank you very, very much for being on air with us, and we'll see you soon.
3: Thanks, James. I really appreciate it. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays.
0: You too. Thank you so much. There he goes. We're very, very proud to have the city of St. Charles as our premier sponsor. So check out the website, discoverstcharles.com. Come down and visit Christmas Traditions. You'll be glad you did. We'll be right back after this talking to singing sensation Erin Bode about her upcoming event at Cyrano's and The Walking Dead. Stand by.
4: Hi, this is Tova Feltier from The Walking Dead. I play Deanna Monroe, and I'm happy to be on geek and me Radio.
0: And we are back. We're uh, attempting to reach Erin Bodie right now. i uh, We've uh, just left her a voicemail, so maybe she's out. and Maybe she's in St. Charles enjoying the festive atmosphere out there. Uh, you never know. But we are going to be trying to get her on the phone. She's got an upcoming event at Cyrano's. Uh, if you've heard Aaron Bodie sing, and if you're in the greater St. Louis area, I'm sure you have, but she's all over. She uh Last time I talked to her, she was flying to Japan to do a uh, concert over there. So she's internationally renowned singing sensation Aaron Bodie. We'll have her on the air shortly talking about that event at Cyrano's and The Walking Dead as well. Later on in the hour, we'll be talking with Casey Walsh from The Geeks Worldwide, and we'll take your calls. If you've seen The Last Jedi, I would like to weigh in. Uh, a lot of interesting responses to this movie So if you have an opinion or a take on it, if you thought it was the best one since Empire, if you don't like as well as the prequels, that's up to you. Give us a call back, and uh, we'll take your calls in the next segment. This segment brought to you by Popcorn Buddha. Let me tell you, if you're looking for a gift idea, if you haven't gotten something for somebody yet, if you're like, oh, no, I forgot about Uncle Jimmy or I forgot about, you know, Cousin Eddie, you can send them. Popcorn Buddha, and he's got 92 flavors. He just added a brand new one, which intrigues me. It's called Boston Cream Pie, which sounds pretty good. He's got his holiday flavors still up there. You can still get those. Uh, You've got Candy Cane Christmas Mix, which is a popcorn and cinnamon mix. We've also got dark chocolate, raspberry, peppermint. There is peppermint patty, which my goodness, if you you like the Girl Scout thin mint cookies, they taste just like that. Sugar plum, which is a great flavor and white chocolate cinnamon, but he's got all sorts of flavors for anybody. You can even ship them in gift tins. So you've got all those you can ship out anywhere in the world. And especially for our listeners, since he is a delightful sponsor of our show, if you go to popcornbuddhausa.com. Get everything you want loaded in your shopping cart and then enter the coupon code geek, G-E-E-K. It'll take 15% off your subtotal. Ship it to whoever you want to give for a gift and they're set. Ship it to yourself. Take it to an upcoming office party and it will go quick. It's amazing. It's delicious. And I just want to leave you three words, Cajun Bacon Ranch. The best flavor they have. I've got a lot of people have been emailing me and saying, "Thank you for letting us know about this guy. His flavors are great. Oh, by the way, the Cajun Bacon Ranch is amazing." So you're welcome, Planet Earth. PopcornButterUSA Very proud to have them as one of our sponsors. We have Aaron Bodie on the line with us right now. Aaron, how are you?
4: I'm fine, James. How are you?
0: I'm well. Are you? Do you like popcorn?
4: I love it. I was my mouth was just watering when you were describing
0: popcorn. <laughs> it's, I mean, ninety two <laughs> different flavors. I'm not sure where else you can get that many flavors of popcorn. So, uh, if you want to check out the website as well, popcornbudausa dot uh, But uh, just amazing flavors. That. Amazing.
4: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Merry Christmas to me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Heck with everyone else. Send it to yourself. It's fine. No one will judge you. (laughs) Yeah, really. So you've got an upcoming event at Cyrano's. I came across it on Facebook. I was like, oh, this is great because Cyrano's, those desserts they have there, my goodness. And then you're going to be singing. So tell us a little bit about the event coming up.
4: Yeah. So this is like, I don't know how many years we've been at Cyrano's for New Year's Eve. Um, Probably going on seven or eight now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we... We love it there. They have, you know, just an incredible menu, uh, and it's the kind of thing where, um, you know, you buy a ticket and you're seated um, in the dining room, and we perform while you play or while you eat, and it's a, it's just a really, really fun evening. It's more relaxed than a lot of New Year's Eve type of events, so um, we really enjoy it.
0: So, people want kind of and a I casual, nice, to- laid back New Year's Eve event. This would be a good one to do.
4: It is. Yeah, we have two seatings, like uh, I think one's at 530 and one's at uh, 830 or 9. So you have options like you can go to the early one and then go to a party afterwards. Or you can make the nine o'clock kind of your relaxed New Year's Eve um, event. So it's, it's really wonderful. We look forward to it every year.
0: And they're located right there in Webster Groves, which is a great place to visit anyway. Uh, you can check out their website to get the, an idea of their menu. I, now, is it a special menu for this event, or are they going to have everything on their traditional menu?
4: I think it is a special menu, but there are lots of choices. And, um, you know, of course, their desserts are featured. It's like the best of the best, basically. It's like their greatest hits. Perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you can check out the website, Cyrano's. That's C-Y-R-A-N-O-S dot com. Uh, the Cafe and Wine Bar in Webster Grove to get that. Now, if they want tickets for your event on New Year's Eve, um, do they go to the website? Do they go to your website? Where do they? Where's the best place for them to get tickets?
4: Either one is fine. You should d- definitely, though, uh, go to Cyrano's website or call them and make your reservation because seating is very limited.
0: So do it now before they go. Cause yes. they do, obviously, people will wait till the last minute, which is good because the tickets will be available. But yeah. if everyone is <laughs> until the last minute, there are no tickets available.
4: Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> and if people want to check out your website, what is what is your website?
4: My website is com, and we have all of our performances listed there. And, of course, information about our group. You can listen to songs, purchase music, all, all that kind of good stuff.
0: Fantastic. And I haven't spoken to you for a while, so I'm very excited that you were able to do the show. Last time I talked to you, we were uh, on Bill Cleveland's show.
4: Yes, yes.
0: And Bill was great. know, it has been a while because you and I were Walking Dead fans, and we finally got along with Nikki. The three of us finally got him to watch Walking Dead.
4: Oh man, I, I can't believe it took him that long.
0: I know It was like on season five before he got into it.
4: I think so. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so you've been keeping up with the show.
4: I have, and actually, the other day when we talked over texting, and you asked, you know, how I what I think about the show, I had not yet watched the season finale or mid season finale. I guess it is.
0: Well, see, you're and one so up I, on me. I haven't, I've, I've seen the episode right before oh, that. I haven't seen the mid-season finale yet. Oh,
4: that's amazing. Yeah, well, I watched it just to make sure that I was up on everything, but I will not reveal anything to you so I, that you... you know,
0: the internet is full of spoilers, get... unfortunately. I, I already know that someone dies, and I think I know who it is, but uh, again, yeah. for anyone else like me who hasn't done I won't spoil it. But have you? I've heard a lot of people kind of got upset and quit the show after uh, Negan did his business when he first appeared uh, i was kind of surprised by that
4: i was kind of surprised too because i i, I don't know there there have always been these sort of megan-like characters throughout the show you know they kind of pop up every <laughs> season and a half right. or so you know we have to deal with them but i mean i this this megan has tested me i think it's mostly that you know i feel like my you know our protagonists can only be the underdog for so long before I start to just get sad. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's made a lot of people sad. Um it seems like they never win, but you really do have to stick with it otherwise you're not going to get the payoff, you know. So
0: Right, exactly. And I think uh that, that, that I think that's funny. why people were so excited about going into this season cuz Rick has finally stood up me like okay, that's it, no more of this.
4: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it really is really gratifying to to watch the season. It's been great, in my opinion.
0: And plus, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just—I I don't want to like Negan, obviously, but he just portrays it with—he's dripping with his charisma. It's like I hate you, but mm-hmm. darn it, man, you are hard not to like.
4: Exactly. I mean, you probably watched *Talking Dead*, don't you? Yeah. 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 I mean, when you see him in real life, he—it's not that he's. Uh, completely different but i mean really he kind of has that personality in real life too i mean it's just he's very charismatic he you know there's some truth in that character although very cold and heartless right at the same time so i don't think he's like that in real life
0: another thing people were (laughs) upset about was eugene switching sides and going fully (laughs) on to negan did that did that upset you very much or were you kind of like meh it's eugene he'll he'll come back around
4: yeah, the kind of the latter. I I see him as somebody who it he processes things differently than other characters. So, I think you got to give him a little slack to work it out. Right. He's not the most emotionally astute person, so.
0: <laughs> that, That's very well said. Yes, emotionally astute <laughs> is not Eugene's forte. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so, since since you and I have talked last, it's been at least two seasons. Was there any death that really uh that really broke your heart or threw you uh in the past couple of seasons?
4: I think the to me the one that seemed, I mean, I mean, kind of senseless was Glenn. Mm -hmm. The other, you know, I've kind of gotten used to them killing off people that we really like, and it is the apocalypse. I mean, seriously, people are going to die. It's it's surprising they're not all dead. But (laughs) I just, (laughs) but I think for me, he was. I don't know. I think it was just because he was there in the first episode, and he's just so likable and loving and was just always I don't know he had he was flawless in my opinion and I was kind of sad to see him go I yeah. think more yeah. than than anyone else really
0: I think the only reason that one didn't get me as much is because a they killed him off exactly the way they did in the comic books it was It was almost oh, okay. per panel uh per panel per wow. part in the show where it showed it um right down to you know every, i don't want to get gruesome on the air, but mm-hmm. the way his his demise took place was exactly as it was in the comic book wow. plus they angered me so much with that when they did that mid season thing where we thought Glenn died in the under the dumpster yes. where I was like yes. oh i don't even care now <laughs> it's kind of
4: well really and that, i was I was very curious about the way that this season ends is that you don't see the person actually die. So mm. I don't know. I'm holding out hope.
0: Hmm. You mean from this mid-season part? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So <laughs> last now time that
4: happened, last time we didn't see somebody die, they weren't actually dead. That's true. So, I don't know.
0: And as I always say, as long as they don't kill Carol, because she is my favorite on the show, they can kill Rick, they can kill Negan, Carol has to survive. Really?
4: You're fine with Rick going?
0: Yeah. No, he's fine. I mean, I know he's not going to go anywhere, but no, I, they've got to keep Carol. She's my favorite.
4: She is really great, and she's a survivor. I mean, that's kind of her whole persona.
0: right, exactly, but of course it's the Walking Dead, so we know no one's going to get out alive. Uh, we, we can't get attached to these characters. that's part of the problem
4: I know i keep I keep trying to imagine this you know post-apocalyptic you know, utopia that they're they're apparently going to build at some point. I just can't see it. I don't see how this ends well for you know. anybody, but I don't know, we'll see.
0: I, I trust the writers and the and the showrunners, I'm sure we'll we'll uh, get there eventually. I think they're signed yeah. on, I think they're gonna end it around season ten from what I've been told, so we've still got okay. at least two two or three seasons to uh wade yeah. through. And nothing okay. says the apocalypse like, Aaron, what are your plans for Christmas?
4: <laughs> oh, my plans for Christmas? <laughs> oh yes. Um well, let's see. Uh well, we'll get together on Christmas Day with a bunch of family, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And Christmas Eve, it's our tradition for my husband and I to play at our church. So we play for the eight o'clock Christmas Eve service, which is really fun and sweet and quiet. Nice. And yeah, we like it. So, and then we come home to our dogs and open presents and that kind of thing.
0: Now, uh, we we talked about this on the air a few weeks ago too. Uh, there's a certain percentage of people. It's a high percentage that buy presents for their dogs and do stockings. Are, are you that? Are you those people mm. as well?
4: Uh, not with an element of surprise. We don't require them to unwrap anything. <laughs> but usually while we're out doing shopping for other people, we find things that right. we're like, oh, I'd like to see him wear this or, you know, he'd like this bed. So, <clears throat> yeah, we, we do give them gifts around this time, but we're not real ceremonial about it or anything.
0: Well, it is hard for them to unwrap without opposable thumbs. That's what I always exactly. say. Exactly. So I know.
4: It's, the moment is ruined.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, once again Erin Bodie, if you don't have plans for New Year's Eve yet You can catch her at Cyrano's Cafe uh, Tickets are still available You can go yes, to please. Cyrano's.com Or her website E R I N B O D E-R-I-N-B-O-D-E Check out all of her upcoming performances You can hear her songs You can buy her albums And support uh, one of the greatest singers In the entire world In my opinion <laughs>
4: James
0: that's so nice <laughs> no, no no absolutely I was, I was so thrilled that I was able to get you On air uh, to talk again uh, it's, it's been Too long so anytime anytime you want to chat about Walking Dead or anything else promote upcoming events uh, Feel free to give me a call
4: thank you So much it was really fun talking to you
0: You too you too happy holidays to you and your family yeah. And best wishes yeah I
4: hope I'll see you soon thank Absolutely you too. thank you okay Alright
0: bye bye there she goes Aaron Bodie are coming right back With Casey Walsh talking all Things The Last Jedi Right after this
3: This is Greg Grunberg, Snap Wexley from Star Wars, and it's all geek to me, my friends.
0: We are back. And in this segment, we'll be talking about The Last Jedi. We'll try not to be too spoilery if you haven't seen it yet, but if you have seen it and want to weigh in, our toll free number is 844 855 1380 which works from anywhere in the contiguous U.S., uh, I believe Alaska and Hawaii, I believe U.S. territories, possibly Canada, from what I've been told. Um, if you're in Germany, it might not work, but uh, you can always tweet at us, at geek Me Radio. This segment brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Marcus Theaters. You can check out their website, marcustheaters.com. If you're going to see Star Wars, if you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to do so in a Marcus Theater. They're in eight different states. So if you're in this listening area right now, if you're hearing us, chances are pretty good. You've got a Marcus Theaters located close to you. And if you're in the St. Louis area, you got to go check out Ronnie's. That's their completely redone, renovated, ramped up. It's like seeing movies on steroids. They've got uh, the dream loungers in their theaters. They've got the brand new uh, restaurant and they've got updated and Uh, new concessions they've got available. So if you're one of those people who likes to sit there and just mange while you're eating, Marcus Theaters has you covered there. They're completely changing the movie-going experience in St. Louis, and they're probably doing it anywhere else where you've got a Marcus Theaters. Once again, you can check out MarcusTheaters.com. They've got a special going. If you go to their website, you can actually uh, get a gift card. If you haven't gotten any shopping done for certain people, Everyone loves movies, so get him a Marcus gift card. With every $25 gift card purchase, you get a free $5 snack cash card for yourself, which will help you with those new concessions. So check out MarcusTheaters.com. You can see Star Wars, the upcoming Black Panther, and it's my wife always says, I'm not going to see another movie in Coach. So now we always have to go to Marcus Theaters. Uh, join us on the phone right now is one person who has seen The Last Jedi, Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide. Casey, how are you? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, you and I were of slightly different opinions on this movie. Um, you real, I think you you said, if I'm not mistaken, that this was your favorite since Empire.
1: Yeah, I am, to preface that, I am not a Star Wars guy, so I don't live and die by the lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I particularly enjoyed this one because it is so different from every other Star Wars movie that we've seen so far.
0: And I think that's almost one of the things, and it's not, I appreciate what they did, and I appreciate that it's different, I don't need a regurgitated formula, but I almost feel like part of the thing was that people complained so much about The Force Awakens being a rehash of A New Hope, that they kind of said, oh yeah, well we're going to do a complete 180, it's going to be nothing like any Star Wars movie ever, and I almost feel like it was a reaction to that criticism, and they almost over course corrected, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I also think a lot of people were going in and expecting, because Force Awakens was such a kind of rehash of A New Hope and all that stuff, that they were going in and expecting, like, Empire,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: a rehash of Empire, and it's so not that. No. Like, even close. It's And it's much more of, like, a character study and a much more, like, intimate Star Wars movie than I think we've ever gotten before. So I think a lot of people had these w- lofty expectations, and when it kind of, like, just destroys those and then, like, leaves the, the ashes for your grandparents to, like... or Cryover, over like it's uh, a lot of people. I think walked out of that movie kind of heartbroken, and I said that in my review too. I, I knew this was going to be a divisive movie when I saw it. I um, mean, of course, me and you had the privilege of seeing these things early. So as soon as I walked in that movie I was like, "Oh man, there's, there's going to be a lot of die. There's going to be a die-hard second Star Wars fans that are just going to hate this thing."
0: Yeah, and a lot of the fans, uh, the 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 big hardcore Star Wars fans, you're exactly right. They have not reacted well, and it's not that I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. It was my first. Uh, toy collection. I had growing up, I had the Land Speeder and I had the Millennium Falcon and the figures. But I'm, I, like I said, I don't, I didn't dislike the movie. It just didn't leave me with that wow sensation I've usually gotten from leaving Star Wars films. I feel like there were a lot of things that The Force Awakens perfectly set up and that this movie kind of dropped, let fall through or didn't address. I was kind of disappointed seeing, um, the Luke training Ray. I kind of felt like, well, I, I wanted more out of that and the whole, uh, when Kylo tells her who her parents were, that was kind of, I'm like, oh, really? Um, and again, I'm trying not to be too spoilery here, but there was a scene with John Boyega's Finn that I thought was, oh, here it goes. And I was like, what did we just see? That was like 15 minutes now wasted because of how they kind of completed that scene in the film. Uh, so there were little things like that, but the acting across the board was fantastic. I think Adam Driver needs to be nominated for a BAFTA, a uh, Golden Globe something for his performance especially.
1: Yeah, he should also get a nomination for most looking like an actual action figure. <laughs> um, that scene with his shirt off, oh, man. I was like, <laughs> you don't see that body type anymore. No. Nope. He looked perfectly like a shirtless action figure, and it was hilarious. I could not um, – the fact that she kind of comments – Ray kind of comments to him, like, put your shirt back on. I just <laughs> – I couldn't get over it. Um but yeah, I agree that the acting is off the charts. Uh, I actually... And the, the complaints you have with the film are the reasons I like it, the film, a lot. Like, I kind of like the way it just totally subverts expectations. And I do under, I do understand, like, there is no... Like, there, there is no, like, Empire Strikes Back moment. Um, and you're kind of waiting for it the whole time. So I, I do understand that if you were expecting that or, or looking for it, and it, it's not there. Uh, but, that, but that being said, it has other fantastic moments that no other Star Wars movie has. In fact, it probably has one of the best lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars to date. And I can't wait for the millions of gifts that will be spawned from that uh, two minutes of uh, action sequence.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, my, my, one of the things I mentioned in my review was I think uh, Mark Hamill Gave us probably what is going to be the most used gif of 2018. And you'll, when you, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you'll know it when you see it. It was the, the whole, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you'll you'll know when you see it. Uh, Max knows what I'm talking about as well. Um, we're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to keep Casey. We're going to talk more about The Last Jedi. Again, we're trying not to be too spoilery. We're trying not to give anything away. So if you haven't seen it, keep listening. We're not going to re- ruin the movie for you. If you have seen it, give us a call. 844-855-1380. We're going to come back talking more Last Jedi right after this.
3: Sam Jones slash Gordon and you are listening to geek to me
0: radio and we're back talking about saving the universe Luke Skywalker Ray Finn Poe and Leia were out for another event and the last Jedi was in theaters this weekend uh, we we're kind of talking about that. Again, if you're just now tuning in, we're not giving away any spoilers. We're not going to ruin the movie for you. So don't turn the station. Don't, uh, tune out. But if you'd like to weigh in, 844-855-1380, give us your thoughts. If you liked it, if you hated it, if you were kind of meh about the whole thing, that's fine. Uh, I know Max saw the last Jedi as well. And I find it interesting uh, that maybe both Max and Casey can both speak to this, but it seems like people who really liked force awakens didn't like last Jedi and vice versa. I know Max, you were of that mindset.
2: Yeah. I think these two movies are for very different star Wars audiences. I think that the force awakens succeeded by welcoming back a fandom that felt di- disenfranchised from the prequels uh, with basically a big warm Star Wars hug and J.J. Abrams set up a whole bunch of story threads and then Ryan Johnson came in and in his own sort of Empire Strikes Back kind of way said none of that matters and we're going to go in a whole new direction and I understand why that would disappoint those people who loved Force Awakens. I was one of those Star Wars fans who was displeased with Force Awakens by by, by just being too safe of a film uh, and uh, I loved Last Jedi because it took so many chances and because I have no idea where episode nine will go?
0: Yeah, especially now that we've lost uh, Carrie Fisher. So that's, uh, unfortunately,
2: you can really tell in, yeah. in in this movie there were no reshoots, there were no um, you know re edits, and they were definitely setting up Leia for big things in episode nine. And one day, of course, they will tell us here's where the story was going to go. And it really is a shame watching the movie, going oh they're setting up so many things with her,
0: and they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean I, I got teary eyed every time Carrie Fisher made an appearance because it was, just and she, like, was great, oh, she, oh, she was great too. she was so really, good. Yeah. She was really good. Because it was just, it was heartbreaking. Casey, well, I, I can't I remember where you... I they would
1: have f- reshot, though. What's that? There was one scene of hers I wish they would have reshot.
0: Oh, uh, again, can, can we can we allude to it without spoiling anything? I think I might there know was what Casey's no, talking about. No, I can't,
1: but I, I think if we all think about it, we can think about which scene of hers is kind of, uh, I, I felt it was kind of ridiculous and doesn't okay. make zero sense to... But again, probably something they were they were building to in the future. But I think, in hindsight, they would wish they could have uh, done something different there.
2: Can I ask a question for both Casey and James? Uh, This is probably the most important question that I could possibly
0: ask about The Last Jedi. Porgs. What are your thoughts? Casey, you want to go first?
1: I did not mind the Porgs whatsoever. In fact, I thought they were probably done perfectly and that they were... Obviously, Kathleen Kennedy and the Star Wars crew are very wary of adding... uh, Creatures and yeah, the fact that they didn't talk and were kind of annoyance to everybody, and then that one scene with Chewbacca uh, (laughs) was fantastic. So. Uh, I th- I thought they were done fantastically and they will be um, a household name if not everyone will have a porg in their household by this time next year.
0: I think PetSmart is selling porgs for your pets and I I know my wife is going to get my uh I know my wife is going to get our dog one because they they are very cute they appeal to just the right audience people who are like oh these are great and they didn't ewok them up exactly. they they're in the movie for a hot minute really. It's really tough
2: after the Gungans and Jar Jar and after the Ewoks to walk that line of being cute and funny but uh, but to not annoy the audience. And I think everybody that I've spoken to loves
0: the Porgs. I do. Yeah, I know when they show the... Well, the I mean, go ahead, Casey.
1: Everyone loves penguins. And a Porg is like the uber cutest thing. It's like they took everything cute about a Disney character and put it on a penguin. And that's what a, <laughs> penguin, that's what a
0: Porg is. Yeah, no, I, I so think so. So
1: they're hard not to love.
0: No, I think, uh, like I said, it, it's not... Uh, they're they're only in it for a hot minute I think the previews People saw the Porg You know he's sitting on the dashboard Of the Millennium Falcon With Chewbacca And everyone's like Eye roll And the same thing With the crystal foxes People saw these things And were like Oh no more creatures But they were fantastic Yeah the crystal foxes And the Porg So if you're listening to this right now And you're worried about that Don't be worried The, the Porg are in it For a little bit longer Than the crystal foxes But neither one detracts Or draws focus From anything in the story So the Porgs And crystal foxes A-OK in my book and uh, so, yeah, I, I think all the performances, all the acting was really well. Um, Max and I talked about this a little bit off air, but I kind of feel like they had a wasted thing with Finn. Uh, John Boyega, who I love, and I think he was great in the first one. I almost felt like they hid that whole uh, what I'm referring to as Cloud City Harrah's, uh to kind of give him some business to do because they were like, well, he woke up. What do we do with him? And I don't feel like he's got much room to move around in episode nine, really, given everything. And I know, Max, you and I are on the same page on that. You said basically the same thing. He just has nothing to do. Well, I mean, Finn's
2: character arc in Force Awakens was he's a stormtrooper who has a change of heart. And that is really interesting. It was something we hadn't had in a Star Wars film. With this film, they set him up, uh, without going into spoilers, to make a sacrifice. And then they don't follow through with that, which is a weird storytelling beat because going into episode nine, what could you possibly do? And I love John Boyega. No, he's great. But what could you do with Finn? So it kind of leaves me scratching scratching my head, uh, he kind of feels like a character who didn't really do a lot here.
0: Yeah, Casey, do you have any inputs on John Boy? Obviously, not, again, this isn't taking anything away from John Boyega's acting, because I, I think he's great, and I like the character. I just feel like the writers didn't do enough for him in this movie. Casey, you're of that same mindset?
1: No, I mean, I, like I said, I have very few problems with the movie, and uh, and most of them center around giant plot holes in the third act uh, that I won't go into. So I didn't really have a problem with, Finn or Rose. I thought they had a very specific purpose in this movie because at the end of the day this is a chase movie and you're looking at a couple of hours in the in the in the lies and, and aspects. And this is also something we're not considering either. The other Star Wars movies had years apart. You know what I mean? Like there were there were years apart. These movies literally happen back to back. Like they go from moment to moment. So Finn is still kind of gaining his feet as a rebel or a resistance fighter and kind of still unsure of himself. And I think that we put, we, we're comparing these to the first trilogy, and the fact that like there, there's years beto- between those films, and a bunch of things happen between those films that don't happen between these films. So I, uh, it's it, you have to look at it. He's still very new to this, um, and then the Rose relationship is I take it and leave it. I just don't I don't really like a lot of love in my Star Wars, but um, I think their relationship and what what is, they're building to is, is something that they're, uh, that was very essential in this movie. But I agree, the third act moment with him and and Rose, I could have done without.
2: You know, Casey makes a great point. This kind of picks up immediately after the last film, which I think is the first time in Star Wars history that's happened. And so this is still kind of the same Finn that we had last time, which is why you don't see a lot of growth. Uh, But as far as his adventure with Rose, I loved Rose Tico, and I thought she was a great character trying to avenge her sister. I thought her sister's moment in the beginning was also great. Um, But like James and I were talking off the air, you could have taken Finn out of
0: that. And Poe could have just sent Rose on that mission, right? And
2: it would still would have worked. So right. you know,
0: yeah, it's it's hard to say. And like I said, there's so much uh, that unanswered now. In a way, for episode nine, I don't feel like this movie. Uh, there's or, there's a lot of things I feel like they kind of boxed in. Like okay, there's I, while they did expand the universe and change things, how the Star Wars movies should be done. They also I don't feel I feel like JJ Abrams has a bit of his work cut out for him coming into this uh, episode nine especially now that we've lost Carrie Fisher which is just heartbreaking and I'm still we one of the deaths I'm not over yet we do know one thing that snap Wexley who we heard here on the show Greg Grunberg, will o- obviously return I would hope because so because
2: JJ Abrams so that yeah. means that snap will come back
0: exactly so we will have snap so we'll try to get Greg Grunberg on before episode <laughs> nine is released we'll talk with Greg he's been uh, he's been a guest of the show a few times now uh, so we'll try to get him on we are going to uh, get into our next Break here. Uh, Casey, I'll keep you on for just one more segment if you're okay. I'm good. All right, thanks. We'll wrap it up. Coming back right after this, stand by. We are back. Wrapping up the show, talking about Last Jedi, I apologize, evidently the toll-free number is not working right now, so I apologize if you're trying to get through, 844-855-1380 is not working, we'll straighten that out for next week, I do apologize, uh, we have Casey Walsh, we're talking about the Geeks Worldwide with him, uh, talking about The Last Jedi, and we did have a caller who reached out via the tweets, so we were able to get Jay Sandlin, uh, Jay, how are you? Hey guys, doing alright. So what was your uh, impression of Last Jedi briefly?
1: briefly i uh i cried like a baby (laughs) so you did like it it. I, i loved it it was uh everything that i've wanted a star wars movie to be for a while um some slow sections probably after the first action sequence up until the last maybe 45 minutes there was some slowness but uh well worth it well worth it
0: all right. There you go. So we, uh, I, I appear to be in the minority. I know myself. Uh, it's one of the odd times that I actually agreed with a CNN review, which kind of threw me. And also, um, the eldest Hanson brother didn't like it as well. So I'm, I'm, Hell, an, there you go. I'm in odd company. I know it's very <laughs> disconcerting. Uh, Jay, thank you very much. We're going to have to have you on the air soon to discuss, uh, your work again. We've had you on the air in, in the past. We'll g- definitely get you on the air in the new year.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going
1: to do some more Who Would Win lives with you, right?
0: Exactly. Looking forward to it. Can't
1: wait.
2: All right. Thank you, sir. I'm glad I wasn't the first person to say on the air on your show today, James,
0: that they cried because I did. I cried like a baby. See, I I was left kind of bewildered. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And we still got Casey Walsh. Casey, let everyone know where they can find you on the Internet. You can find me and all of my upcoming
1: movie reviews and all that jazz at thegww.com. Also, you can find me at the comics Kid. That's comics with an X.
0: Perfect. Casey Walsh, The Geeks Worldwide. Thank you so much for calling in. And thank you for listening on this Pope Francis birthday edition of geek to me Radio. Make sure you check out tenaciouseats.com. Uh, their event last night went quite well. They've got upcoming events. Valentine's Day and... It's not- Fast Times at Ridgemont High in January so check them out tenaciouseats.com full contact dining a good time will be had by all until next week we'll be talking Doctor Who Christmas special for our Christmas Eve show so make sure to miss uh, make sure not to miss that and of course check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Geetsme so until next week my friends when you make
2: references, that's a
0: Thank you Alderan. Good night.